0: listening to the Lone Star Plate Podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. For more info, go to lonestarplate.show. Lone Star Plate Podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more. We're using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together hi i'm patrick scott armstrong with the lone star plate podcast welcome to another phenomenal episode this is going to be a serious one folks with the recent onset of public mass shootings in america gun rights and gun control once again are hot topics in this country and if we're being honest they're always going to be if the politicians have their way they fundraise off of it the right says the left is coming for your guns give us twenty dollars and the left says the right cares more about guns than people give us $20 honestly it's disgusting right now I'm gonna ask a lot of questions in this episode so please put your thoughts down in the comments it's very important to us to hear your thoughts and opinions all right let's get started it is estimated that US civilians own 393 million firearms and that 35 to 42 percent of the households in the country have at least one gun The U.S. has by far the highest estimated number of guns per capita in the world, at 120.5 guns for every 100 people. Gun control and gun rights. These terms in America, regardless of your political ideology, can invoke an aggravating response and be very triggering. But should guns be a partisan issue? Well, regardless if it should, it most certainly is. So, let's just ask some questions. What are the solutions? Can we stop mass shootings or at the very least reduce them? Should there be background checks? Should there be age restrictions? Should there be a limit to how many guns you can own? Should there be a limit to what kind of gun you can have in regards to the caliber of the bullet, action of the gun itself, accessories to the guns, home modifications made, etc., etc.? Should we be allowed to carry them on us whenever we want? Do we have to reveal it or can it stay hidden? How many guns can you walk around with at one time? Can you just carry 20 armed guns on you walking down the street or is one the limit? Should schools be no gun zones? Should any public place be no gun zones? And I could go on and on with the questions, right? Which shows that it's such a nuanced topic. The point I'm trying to make is it's a difficult conversation when you get down to it. There's a lot of questions to answer when you bring up gun control. And I mean that for whatever your stance is on the subject. My biggest question for those that think we need more guns to combat gun violence is if guns aren't the problem, how can they be part of the solution? And my biggest question for those that think we need less guns for gun violence, if guns are the problem, then what do you say to the responsible gun owners who make up more than 95% of gun owners or more than that? I think if we're gonna take a look at it realistically we need to look at where does our right to have a gun come from and is it actually a right so there's the world we live in and the world we want to live in we've got to actually look at it from the perspective realistically so this is taken from wikipedia the second amendment to the u.s constitution reads a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. In 1791, the United States adopted the Second Amendment, and in 1868, adopted the 14th Amendment. I'll explain that in a minute. The effect of those two amendments on gun politics was a subject of a landmark U.S. Supreme Court decision in the District of Columbia versus Heller. 2008 where the court affirmed for the first time that the Second Amendment guarantees an individual right to possess firearms independent of a service in a state militia and to use them for traditionally lawful purposes such as self-defense within the home and in McDonald v. City of Chicago 2010 where the court ruled that the Second Amendment is incorporated by the due process clause of the 14th Amendment and thereby applies to both state and And federal law in doing so it endorsed the so-called individual right theory of the Second Amendment's meaning and rejected a rival interpretation this collective right theory according to which the amendment protects a collective right of states to maintain militias or an individual right to keep and bear arms in connection with service in a militia so the question becomes interpretation and therein lies the problem So honestly, there is no truthful or real answer to that. It's all based on constitutional interpretations. So then, what do we do? Full transparency about myself, all right? Not to create any biases or conflicts. I'm just asking questions, but I thought I should be transparent. I'm not a gun owner. I never have been. I probably never will be. I personally am not a fan of owning one. But with that said many of my friends in texas and all over have them and i have zero problems with it been around good and bad gun owners i have shot several guns in my lifetime from handguns to assault rifles to shotguns and even a sniper rifle i even shot a gun off a horse one time the power the gun yields is invigorating to say the least and i can definitely see the appeal it's not for everyone but does that mean it's not for anyone One look at gun violence and entertainment, be it films, TV, video, games, and music, will tell you how we really feel about gun violence. We love it, as long as it's faked, but the more real it looks, the better. I'm not here to put down gun violence in movies and whatnot, I mean Die Hard is literally my favorite movie of all time. I think it's the greatest movie ever made. If you know me, you know that about me, but... I am here to ask questions. Is that gun violence in media affecting us negatively? Are we becoming desensitized to it? Recently, Bill Maher made some comments on the topic. Let's take a look. There's a pie chart of why mass shootings happen, and we don't know exactly how much of each of the pieces is responsible, but the major ones are mental health, that is broken young men who feel like losers and want the world to hurt like they do, easy access to guns, KIDS HAVING SMARTPHONES, WHICH MAKES LOSERS FEEL EVEN WORSE BECAUSE OF THE BULLYING AND ALL THE FAKE LIVES THAT LOOK BETTER THAN THEIRS. AND YES, YES, CRAZY AMOUNTS OF GUN VIOLENCE IN MOVIES AND TV. IS THIS PART OF THE PROBLEM? MAYBE, PROBABLY, SOMEWHAT. I MEAN, HOW IS IT HELPING REDUCE GUN VIOLENCE? Maybe it's neutral and has zero effect. We'll never know, honestly, in my opinion. So what do we do? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Let us know in the comments what you think. Recently in Uvalde, Texas, 21 American citizens, 19 children, and two adults were killed. 17 others were wounded by an 18-year-old man who ran into an elementary school and stayed in a classroom for over an hour, bludgeoning victims till there was no one left. Now, the response to the law enforcement who handled the shooting has been swift, and accusations began to fly from day one about what happened and why. I'm sure you've seen the videos, and honestly, every day, more and more information comes out about that shooting. There's little question that law enforcement let down the city and the victims, who most would still be alive had they acted sooner. So if the good guys with guns theory is true, then that shouldn't have happened, right? You could say, well, it was just one instance, Patrick. But was it? What happened at Parkland? What happened at Sandy Hook? What happened in Buffalo? What happened in Highland Park? What happened at Virginia Tech? What happened at all the public mass shootings? The one in Walmart and El Paso? Was it all the fault of the police? Of course not. That's ridiculous. Whose fault was it? Well, the people that shot, why did they do it? That's what we need to find out. And side note, of course I support the blue. I have family that were cops and good friends who were cops. But that doesn't mean I can't chew gum and walk at the same time. Yes, they need some reform just like every other institution of government. All of them. When you criticize your favorite sports team, you do it out of love because you want to see them do well same applies here so don't be so quick to jump down someone's throat for saying police need reform but also don't be so quick to jump down someone's throat for saying they support the blue again we can walk and chew gum and also many other things at once you can hold multiple beliefs about one thing the truth is every incident is unique carried out by unique individuals are there similarities are there differences how can we then apply one solution to correct the many problems Would reducing guns reduce gun violence? Would those same people commit the crimes anyway? The odds are it's more complicated and most definitely requires a multitude of solutions, not just one. Just for the sake of exploring this further, let's take a look at public bombings and how we managed to basically eradicate that completely. In the past 60 years, there's been seven major bombings. The Boston bombing in April 2013, Times Square bombing in 2017, underwear bomber in 2009 the unabomber we all know him the oklahoma city bombing in 1995 the world trade center bombing in february of 1993 the baptist street bombing in september 1963. the truth is getting bomb making materials is very very difficult and highly regulated and monitored sellers of the products that can be used in conjunction with making explosive devices are monitored and need special permits to sell Or purchase but my point is making the components and materials hard to get does reduce bombings that's proven that's data so maybe you could say the same thing for guns I don't know what do you think let me know in the comments now normally an argument is well Europe has way less gun violence look what Australia did buyback program etc well listen they are not America America's unique and requires unique solutions, in my opinion. We have way more guns than people. We're never going to get rid of all the guns in America. You're crazy if you think that. Nor should we, if I'm being honest. Whether we like it or not, gun violence is on the rise. So we either sit back and do nothing, or we do something. To do nothing is dangerous, in my opinion. You'd have to ask yourself, depending on how you interpret the Second and Fourteenth Amendments, if a right becomes antithetical to the people it was meant for, should it still be a right? Meaning, if Americans can't learn to play with guns nicely, should we still have the right to them? At what point does a right become a death sentence, quite literally? And to do something could also be dangerous if we do the wrong thing. What I mean is we could make the wrong adjustment or make changes that have no real effect, but because we did something, we feel the problem is over and move on prematurely. Problem solved, What gun violence. I.e., the latest gun safety law passed by Joe Biden recently, will that actually do anything and do politicians feel like that's enough? Let us know what you think in the comments. Look, I'm not here to suggest one way or another what we should do. That's for smarter people to figure out than me. Where we should be pointing our fingers at is all the politicians, left and right and in between, who do nothing to solve the problem and have us fighting amongst each other when they are the responsible ones. They make the laws. We as Americans need to come together, not divide left and right. I'm a perfect example that people can get along I have friends from all walks of life, all political ideologies, and they're all great human beings. Voting for a certain person doesn't make you a good person. Saying you're a Democrat or a Republican or a Libertarian or whatever new political BS you want to call yourself doesn't make you a good person. What makes you a good person are your actions, not your words. You can virtue signal all you want. You can point to the left and say they're grooming our kids. You can point to the right and say they're all racist. You know what I hear when I hear that nonsense? Insecurity and fear. We are all in this together as Americans and don't let anyone divide us. Not the media, not the politicians, not the independent content creators, no one. Drop the tribe and pick up the pride. Your pride in being a human being and an American who stands by all Americans. Don't disgrace our fallen soldiers who died to protect all Americans, not just conservatives or liberals or any other group you wanna box people in to, but all Americans. As my friend Dave Enzer said to me, I think we can all agree we want less shootings. Let's start the agreement there and see where we can go. I couldn't agree more. Let me just take a moment to let go of the script here and everything. Be a little more raw um, you know through my research of this episode i have to say this is the toughest episode i've ever had to research ever one of the toughest things i've ever looked into in my life um, it was so emotional there's there's just so much gun violence so many you know countless deaths that are just unnecessary children i mean they released that Uvalde video that's, like, over an hour long, and I watched a lot of that. Thank God there's no sound. They removed it because you could hear the children screaming. Like, I cried so many times watching that video. I'm not afraid to admit that. I cried a lot looking into this stuff. It, it hits me hard. Um, loss of life for no reason is it's just unimaginable, um, especially for families, right? I mean, they pay a cost that, like, a thousand lives couldn't replace, right? A thousand lifetimes, I mean, you know? Like, it's it's insane, to be honest with you, right? And, you know, what do we do, guys? Right. What what is the solution? Look, I have no problem with guns. I, I really don't. Um, when you live in a state that's very gun friendly and and you don't like you know you're not really into guns, you do meet a lot of people that have guns. I mean, it's just part. It's Texas. It's like probably the most famous place in the world for guns. Right. Um, I just I do. I know a lot of good people that have guns. They're not bad people. Okay. They take care of their guns. Like, what do you want me to say? That's the reality. I do think people should have a right to have guns, right? But at the same time, again, walk and chew gum, there should be reasonable expectations and responsibilities set forth with with that. And honestly, through my research for this, I reached out to a lot of friends of mine. Okay, probably, (laughs) good God, so many people that I know to ask them their opinion about this and ask them how they would approach this topic and what they think and blah, blah, blah. The truth is I realized how, you know, how actually close we all are gun owners, non-gun owners. I talked to conservatives, liberals, uh, you know, all across the board to be honest with you, everyone's really on the same page, right? And we're all talking like it's the politicians. that are really separating us and making us think that we all hate each other. Right. You're crazy. It's crazy. We're all crazy to fall for this stuff. You know, don't listen to what other people are telling you. Just look around at your life. You know, that's the truth. We all wanna do something about this and we need to do something. So I think really just at the end of the day, it comes down to that. Really, what I've learned through most is that we're actually very close on coming together on a lot of things, you know, uh, with the solution to this. And it's multifaceted, right? It's not just the guns, it's not just mental health, it's not just this, it's not just that. It's everything, it's a little bit of everything right? Maybe we offer a little bit of a, we offer a buyback program and anybody that's like, you know, I got a few extra guns at the house. I don't don't mind getting rid of them. I'll just keep these two or whatever, you know, this one, one for the house or whatever, you know, dude, let them do it on their own, right? There's nobody's forcing them. They get some, something for it. That's one one part, right? Then maybe there's some restrictions an age restriction, uh, you know, up to 21 for assault rifles or something, right? Like we can talk of honestly, all gun owners I talked to, they brought that up to me and they were totally cool with that. In fact, a lot of gun owners are more for gun restrictions than non-gun owners because they understand guns more and they realize how powerful they are. What they don't want is for you to just come and take them all away. And where did they get that idea from the media, right? From the, from the right saying that the left's coming, but where did the left get what's happening, right? Like both sides just screw each other, right? and you've got the the left thinking that the right doesn't care about people they just care about their guns that's not true at all okay hey, people i mean it's just it's just these myths that we've got to break we're so close together on this y'all i really feel that right nobody again we all want to start with less shootings right so it's again it's a multifaceted solution right if we just take guns away People are probably still going to commit violence. They wanted to. So we've got to we've just we've got to do more right again. It's multifaceted. We've got to do multiple things. We might have to compromise right on each side to come together. That's okay. But I do think we have a right to defend ourselves, right? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't that be a right in your house? That would be crazy not to. I prefer to have a bat and a hockey stick near my door. Right, because one, I played hockey for a long time and I know how to swing that thing to F you up if I have to. Right? I've never had to. What are the odds of a a, you know, potential robber coming in the house? I mean, the probability is so low, and statistically having a gun in your house, you're more likely like to shoot someone else, you know, in your family or yourself. So that I just that's my personal opinion. But if someone's like, you know what, I don't whatever, those statistics or this is my thing. Dude, people should be allowed to do what they want, right? Marry who you want, love who you want, fuck who you want, smoke what you want. Uh, You know what I mean? Defend yourself how you want. I really don't see a problem, to be honest with you. I I really don't. Um, We've got to all let each other express ourselves the way we want. You know, that's the truth. Can't stop each other from expressing, you know, ourselves. But yeah, look, I don't want to get go down that rabbit hole too much. Um, I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed in our politicians. I'm disappointed in our leadership that they have used gun violence, victims of gun violence, and their families to exploit and fundraise off of this and. If you're watching or listening, oh yeah, those Democrats, oh yeah, those Republicans, that's everybody. And if you don't see that, you're crazy in my opinion. Okay, open your eyes. We need to come together, not divide. And anyone trying to divide us, in my opinion, not very American. If you call yourself a constitutionalist, read the Constitution and get back to me on that. What does it say? Yahweh, here. We are not to be divided. I love all of you. I want us all to be together and happy. And, you know, things are going to happen, of course. There's bad people, there always will be. Good people have to stand up. Again, it's a multitude of solutions. So, sorry to get so whatever. I just want, you know, this is my raw take on it all let's do this we can do this we're closer to this than we think i promise you talk to the people around you talk to the people around you to all the victims of gun violence survivors or not and their families deserve our fullest attention on this matter our hearts go out to all the victims and their families of gun violence across the world we realize we didn't cover everything in this video so we hope to revisit this topic down the line based on the responses we get so we can expand further in the conversation. So please give us ideas to explore this topic. Thank you for streaming and thank you for supporting the channel. Until next time. You've been listening to the Lone Star Plate podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. For more info, go to lonestarplate.show.